just keep creating. It doesn't matter if your creative endeavors shift over time. Creating is the most important thing and let life take you where it will, even if it looks different than you expected that it would. Just don't stop creating. I don't know if you're gonna see this voice memo, but I thought I was happy. Are, are you happy? I'm not happy at all. The question is, are you happy? I'm the happiest I've ever been right now. Yes. Be the person who you'd want to meet because somebody needs you. Welcome to Are You Happy? The Happy Hour. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Are You Happy? Podcast. Today, we have an exceptional female by the name of Whitney Baggett. She is the CEO of Val Creative. And let me tell you, she is super creative because not only is she on the content side, but she's also on the production side, which is awesome. For those of you that make your own content, you understand that it's very difficult and it takes a lot of time and a lot of passion. So without further ado, let's meet Whitney. How are you, Whitney? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much. I am super excited, like seriously excited, because I really understand people that do both sides, content and production. And I think it's awesome. I think people that do that are superheroes or like they have superpowers. What do you think? (laughs) I mean, I don't know about superpowers. I think it definitely requires a lot more than most people are aware of, for sure. I think you don't give yourself enough credit, but okay. (laughs) So tell me, what does your workflow look like every day? Well, you know, it really varies. So usually I try to schedule a couple days a week where I have all of my meetings. And so I'm only sort of leaving the house maybe twice a week. The other days I'm working from home. Usually I'll try to do like one day that's just focused on editing, one day that's focused on sort of crafting and concepting, and then one day that's sort of like managerial, the emails and all that. So you're blocking out your schedule, basically, like you're Mm -hmm. blocking out your days. That's pretty effective. I can't do that. It's kind of like meal prep. I just, I don't have it within me to do it. I can't do it. (laughs) So I schedule things and I do them all, but I just like, I have them every day. So that would probably be a good thing to try maybe to have one day set aside for all of the editing, one day set aside for all the admin. Like you said, I should try that. (laughs) Yeah, I have terrible ADD, so it would be way too difficult for me if I just left it all as like a to-do list I would just be like frantically running around all the time and did somebody teach you this or like did you read a book where did you pick that up just over years of experience honestly in 2020 is when the business like really took off locally because so many people were wanting social media and videos to reach clients where they hadn't really needed that prior to and I was really really overwhelmed with work in 2020. And I just had to come up with a system. (laughs) Honestly, it was just kind of out of like desperation. So that's not a bad thing, because it feels like sometime those moments of desperation, they uh, produce some interesting results. Yes, for sure. That's kind of like a silver lining. Maybe you talked about home, your home a lot. Can you tell us more about North Carolina? I'm a Texas girl, so I don't know anything about it. Well, fun. Yeah, well, I was born and raised here in Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital. I love it. It's growing really fast. I think we're like the second fastest growing city right now. And there's like a ton of people from up north coming here. That's actually where my mom's family is Mm -hmm. from, from New York. There's a ton of people moving here. And then we're trying to sort of adjust as a city with building. I mean, we have tons of construction going on all the time. And You know, everyone sort of has their own feelings about how fast the city's growing, but it is what it is. So, 
And do you think that you'll be there forever and ever? Or do you have any sights of moving anytime soon? I think I'll be here forever and ever because I just got married in March and we bought a house and I'm pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on all of that. That's amazing. Right. Wow. Yeah, so that's, that's I think cool. I'm pretty, you know, settled here. <laughs> that's a lot of change, man. Like you got a house. For most people, the house is like, that's a lot. And then you got a baby coming too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So how's that? How do you feel? Are you overwhelmed? Or are you excited or <laughs> oversighted? Like, what is it? Oh, girl, it it is an emotional roller coaster. I am feeling very excited lately. That's, I think, because I'm in my second trimester. I don't know if you've... Yeah, you're out of the woods for the first. ...or familiar with it. But yeah, the first trimester, I was really overwhelmed because it was sort of like, you know, we just got married. We're still trying to get settled in this house. This is just craziness. And I don't have any energy to do anything. And what about the business? And now I'm just sort of like settled into it and feeling really excited. But yes, there are plenty of times where my husband and I are very overwhelmed. <laughs> and what do you guys do to change that? What do you... <laughs> that's her dog, you guys. That's not her and that's not me. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. What what do you do to trend to get yourself out of that overwhelmed state? I mean, for me personally, I have some like sort of tools and tactics that I've developed over the years. Like I love to go for walks and that can really help me like clear my head. And it's not so much there's nothing you can do about being overwhelmed, right? Like other than calming your mind. So for me, it's more about just like getting out of the overwhelmed state of mind. And it's like and this is what I've got to deal with. So I need to figure out how I'm going to deal with it. So for me, that looks like going for walks. I pray a lot, journal a lot. I try to do that like once a week, just sort of have quiet time. Those practices are both like really useful for me. If I can be outside as much as possible, walking, moving my body and sort of having quiet time and prayer time and journaling, it really, really helps with feelings of being overwhelmed for me. Yeah, those are very, very good things. And, you know, walking super healthy. So yay you. I hear I hear a lot of, I guess, like a common theme within all of these activities is that you're stopping your brain, right? You're yes. stopping your thought process and just saying, hey, yes. time out. This is what we're going to do right now. And for exactly. some getting out of the house, that's liberating because now our house is our office, right? Especially if you're right. working in production, you have a home office. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you're not really leaving the office and, and it's easy to stay working for 12 hours at a time or however many hours people work. I work a lot too, but it's like, unless you physically move yourself out of the space or mentally move yourself out of the space, right? Right, right. A lot easier to do if you can physically do it. <laughs> So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. I used to tell myself that, oh, you know what? I'm going to go for more walks when it's winter time <laughs> <laughs> instead of the summertime. And then now I'm kind of like, you know, it's cold, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> so thanks. Uh, I'm going to walk more now because Whitney said so. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it's such a like mind clearing thing. I mean, I don't think about anything when I'm walking other than like, Oh, look at that bush or look at the clouds or whatever. It's so good for my brain. I don't know that we give enough credit to like the difficulty of not thinking, you know? Yes, I totally agree. 
Yeah. It's, it's something to achieve much like a mindfulness and being at peace, just not thinking yeah. it's so hard, especially for mamas, which you're going to be a mama. Is this your first baby? It is. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. You have so many adventures ahead. <laughs> I know. Much, I know. Of, much of your it's content crazy. is going to be inspired. <laughs> so yeah. speaking of content, you create content, you produce it for people. Tell us about all of that. Yeah, so I started as a singer-songwriter and sort of grew up doing that, did that all the way up until late 20s. Then I sort of started having this urge to like feel a bit more settled. And so I got my real estate license and wanted to sort of have like a more real job. You know, that sounds so silly now to say, but that was sort of my perspective. I wanted to like feel a little bit more like less of an artist. How about that? (laughs) Even though that's what I am. But so I did that. And then all the while, while I was in the music industry, I was creating a ton of content on YouTube. And that was sort of at the request suggestion of my manager at the time, sort of, you know, build a network, you can farther your interaction with fans this way and yada, yada. And so I was getting a lot of practice with making videos on YouTube. Well, when I got into real estate, I started using those same skill sets to make marketing videos for clients. And then that just sort of spiraled in a way where people were asking me to make marketing videos for their clients. And then it sort of became, oh, well, I have all these people, you know, offering to pay me to make videos. So I'll just start a company. So that's what I did. I started Val Creative in 2015 and it sort of was like a side job for a while. I just took on whoever asked me to and I sort of was learning it and just building it up really by word of mouth. And then 2019, I started doing it full time. And then 2020, the business really took off because everyone needed videos and they wanted social media to connect with their clients. And so yeah, then 2020 was a very, very stressful year for me work-wise. Ironically, while like everyone was stopping working, (laughs) I was like working like crazy. The only two panic attacks I've ever had in my life were in 2020 Hmm. because of work. I would just, I was like totally burning myself out. But I was just trying to keep up because I thought how cool that this many people, you know, I thought this is just so cool. The business is really booming and, you know, that feeling only lasts for so long and then sort of established different practices and routines and got into a better groove and a flow with the company. And that's where we are today, where, you know, I don't say yes to every project and I, you know, I'm more, I can be more picky about what projects I take on and how many I want to take on. And if I want people to help me, I have plenty of resources of, you know, people I can 1099 contract with. So it's really sort of leveled itself out into that way. And that's where we are now. What is your favorite projects to do? What, what are some of those? I love like the documentary storytelling type projects. So what that looks like in my realm is, you know, for a company, who are you? Why do you do what you do? The why being like the most important part. I'm really sort of like getting to know 
the people behind the brand and then helping them craft their story and then show their story in a way that I feel like really tells their audience something about themselves. Even a lot of times it informs themselves about themselves, I feel like, because I can sort of see the story that they have that they might not even realize that they have. And those are my favorite projects. For sure. And when you're working on these projects, how do you unfold and seek, I guess, the essence of who they are? Is it by, you know, by interviewing them and then picking out those key phrases and building on that? What's your creative process like? Yeah, so I I usually write a script for the video itself that the, you know, brand persona wants to be on camera. Then I'll write, I'll craft a script for them. And in the process of creating that script, I have to obviously ask a lot of questions. And in the course of getting those questions answered, and then the back and forth that just sort of naturally occurs between when I first bring the, bring the questions to them to when I'm presenting sort of the finalized script to them, there's a lot of talk in between that I feel like I'm really able to get to know the, the people and I'm grasped it. Not necessarily it's written in the script, but in a way that by the time it goes to production, I know who I'm dealing with. Yeah, there is so much that you learn in conversations. So, so much. And it's yeah. it's crazy to think like, here's a dossier of who they are. Go make something like, no, you need to interact. You need to meet them, have those mm-hmm. conversations and see where they go. And then from there, you know, derive who they are. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. As far yeah. as yourself, because we also like to go in depth with you. Are you happy tends to ask a few simple questions, but the answers that come from it are so deep and amazing. So we would love to ask you these questions. That first one being, are you happy? (laughs) So I love that question. I think it's such a like fun and interesting question. So I love this quote. Now I'm going to blank on who it's by, of course, but it says that joy to me is a step beyond happiness. Happiness is a sort of atmosphere that we can live in sometimes when we're lucky, but joy is sort of something that's beyond that, that just kind of can permeate our lifestyle. So I would say, and I love that. I think that speaks volumes. I think that happiness is sort of a, it's a sometimes sort of thing. I mean, I don't think it would be healthy to be always happy, but I do think you can be joyful always. And I I think that we're, called to be joyful always but that's completely different than happiness to me joy sort of involves experiencing all of the emotions and being being okay with them being willing to experience them and then being okay with them and that ultimately can give you sort of this sense of peace and joy and contentment that is completely different than happiness of like oh i won an award i'm really happy and that lasts for like 2 hours until you know, I get into a fight with whoever, you know, so it's like happiness is temporary to me. And if if someone was happy all the time, because I know you said that that's not quite healthy, what would be like your reasoning behind why it's not good to be happy like all the time? I think you're depriving yourself of the human experience in a lot of ways. If you were, first of all, I don't think it's possible. Secondly, I think if you were striving to be happy all the time, you would be depriving yourself of the human experience, which is a 
huge range of emotions. And your daily life as like, as to what makes you happy reasons for joy, we can say joy (laughs) in your (laughs) daily life. We covered baby, we covered house. What other things, what other people, what other memories are joyful things for you right now? Well, like things that I do that bring me joy. It's really a lot of like simple things that bring me joy. Like I said, being outside, moving my body, going for walks, playing with my dog, being with my husband, like quality time where, you know, we're both present with each other. That same sort of quality time and presence with my friends or my family. Any of the art that I make what whether I'm writing or making music or frankly making videos I also sort of have this fun side hobby of pressing flowers and putting them together onto paper that looks artful all those little things bring me a lot of joy when I do them yeah I could totally see your quotes or words that you put together with the flowers on a pressed <laughs> that would be so cool <laughs> I would buy it I love That's that I, I think that those are all like very idyllic, joyous moments. So that is amazing that you get to have those. It's a perfect, perfect area for that in your house. It seems so very serene and you can do all of your creative things. And that's really great. Do you, do you foresee yourself doing production for a long time and all of the artistic things that you do? I do. I don't, I don't know what to expect with motherhood, you know, and I'm trying to be really open to whatever that ends up looking like for me. I really don't want to have the pressure of it's supposed to be a certain way or yeah, I just am trying to approach it really like wholeheartedly and in an open handed kind of way. So maybe that means I'm, it'll be taking a break for a while, who knows, but in terms of long-term, am I going to be doing these different artistic pursuits? I think definitely because I've been doing them since I was like three years old, basically, I think they're kind of like a part of who I am. So how much and how often I get to do them when there's children in the picture, I have no clue. <laughs> but and that's good I that think I'll always do them. That's so good that you're looking at your next chapter of motherhood with such an open mind, because it is so true. No experience is the same for everyone. So yeah, no. don't don't worry if if it doesn't quite look like what it does for this other influencer you know like it doesn't right yeah nothing is like that so that's so cool I think you will have an awesome time with it and it could be the other way that you know having your child and this new addition to your life may even spur more creativity exactly it could go the other way Mm -hmm. you're exactly right yeah but I love your attitude and I love how open you are that's amazing Oh, thanks. Now, the best question, in my opinion, that we have is if you could share a message with the world, any message at all, anything, what would that be? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how, like, appropriate this is on the podcast. I mean, I would share that I sort of get my hope and my faith and everything, really, from my savior Jesus Christ so that's if I could only share one thing that's what I would try to share to help other people but I don't want to I'm also not like yeah I'm not trying to like push anything on anyone (laughs) but if I could only get one thing to share that's what I would share of course well that that is quite all right because it's your experience here that we're talking about so you know you had to be authentic to yourself now kind of a quick question on that is were you raised in the church or was this something that happened later in life for you 
I was. I was raised in the church, which I'm really grateful for. And I sort of took a intentional, it's so funny. I took an intentional sort of break from it. I remember like saying to God, basically like, all right, I need a break. Like I want to try to live life apart from you in high school. I attempted that. And I guess it sort of lasted through college maybe, but it was such a strong urge and desire to return. And then, you know, certain things occurred in my life after college and young adulthood that really brought me sort of back into my savior's arms. And, you know, there's just like, I was so stupid to try to leave to begin with. So. But you found your way back and it's like going home again, right? Except you can, exactly. you can definitely go home again in that sense. Yeah. Definitely. So that's cool. I like that. What do you say to other creative people starting out, people that are in production or creating content? What is the one thing that you would advise them that cannot be learned in a book or a seminar? Oh my gosh. So it would be to keep creating. That is sort of like my motto. That is sort of vow creative also translate to vow to be creative. Just keep creating. Like it doesn't matter if your creative endeavors shift over time. They shift for a lot of creative people, especially highly creative people. Your creative endeavors can shift is my point and to allow them to shift just to continue creating is the most important thing and let life sort of take you where it will. Cause it's really easy for creative people to hit a block and want to stop. And maybe they do stop for an extended period of time. Hopefully they come back to their craft. But I think if you can just continue creating in some form or fashion, you're continuing to exercise those muscles and you're continuing to sort of allow what is to be if that makes sense. So that would be my number one advice is just don't stop creating, even if it looks different than you expected that it would just keep making things. And when times get difficult for creators, which it definitely does, there are times where you have blockages, there are times where you don't want to do anything, or maybe you're not getting the response that you thought you would, right? Because sometimes you can work really hard on something, and then it doesn't get the traction that you wanted. So what do you do when that happens to you? Oh my gosh, you, you let it roll. Like that happens to every single person, even the best creators, like whoever you extremely look up to as an artist, I guarantee you they had thousands of things they put out that nobody cared about. I mean, it is a numbers game. Like that is why you just keep creating. The more that you put out, yeah, there's going to be a lot that people don't like and there's going to be a lot that people do like and you just you just keep creating. You've got to totally let responses to your work and stuff roll. I mean, that would be a really easy way to stop yourself if you paid a lot of attention to the response. There's like that that little British quote where it's like, keep calm and blah, blah, blah. But in your case, it's keep calm and keep creating, right? Yes, there you go. <laughs> Keep calm and create on. There you go. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful hanging out with you. Let's mention your socials, your website. Hit it. Tell us where yeah. to find you. <laughs> so if you want to stay in touch with me, you can follow my blog, vehicleofwisdom.com. I write every Wednesday. You'll get, it's free. You get a bit of wisdom in your email inbox. And that's really special to me. I write every Sunday and publish every Wednesday. And then my Instagram page, at Whitney Val Creative. If you want to be entertained or 
get to know me pretty open and vulnerable on Instagram. My YouTube page, Whitney Anthony One, it's more the same. You can see my music and the videos that I make for myself, for clients, and probably be entertained there too. Actually, I have a lot of like how-to videos and stuff on there. So sharing that Whitney wisdom. And I want to see those music videos. Definitely want to see that. So yeah, Safe and Sorry was my my big hit. Safe and Sorry by Whitney Anthony. So oh, that's the thing because my new last name, you've got to look under my old last name, which is Whitney Anthony. You guys have got me as Whitney Baggett. Because that's my new last name and, you know, I'm a married woman now. What but. do you think of it when people call it out? Are you kind of like, what? Oh, oh, you're talking to me? Like, is it that or are you already yes, used to it? Yes, that's very confusing. Uh. I forget my last name like all the time. <laughs> so much so. fun. So much fun. Well, thanks yeah. again so very much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. Oh, my God. Lucky baby. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's going to be too. great. And congrats on the home. Whitney Baggett, be sure to check out all of her social media. Like, share and follow her and stay tuned for another episode of Are You Happy Podcast. Have a great week, you guys. The Are You Happy Hour and Are You Happy Hotline are brought to you by Are You Happy Podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media such as Instagram and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. Are You Happy? The docuseries can also be found on social media such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See you guys next time for another wonderful episode of Are You Happy? The Happy Hour.